Hello and welcome to Money Purpose Live. Money Purpose is a series of interviews with over 20 experts that have mastered tools and strategies which led them to their financial success. What wealth creators, fire experts, money coaches have done differently to have the right money mindset and create more money during COVID-19. In this series, you will gain the most relevant insights and strategies to help you pivot or thrive through current challenging times. The Money Purpose series was created by Blossom Media Studio to empower you to take control of your finances. Now let's get right. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Purpose series. Today we have guest Fitz, a successful enthusiast and coach. Fitz and Bella created a wealth success community where they encourage people to share their success stories. Now they are believers of the debt-free community and the FIRE movement. So let's welcome Fitz and Bella to the show and let's get on with it. Hi Fitz, how are you? I'm doing really well, how are you? I'm good, good. Thank you so much for coming on our Money Purpose TV series and sharing your journey. And what I love that since I started talking more about money on social media, I found this a community of people who really care about their financial literacy and just their financial independence and really, really dedicated to share that journey with others. And that's something that you and Bella have brought um, to my attention. I love how, how you guys were sharing your story and not only that, were sharing other people's stories. So thank you so much for coming here and just sharing with us the wisdom and the journey that you are on. Um, for hey, the, you're most welcome. Yeah, and for the people that don't know you, I just want to introduce them to to um, introduce you and your work to them. So Fitz and Bella are success enthusiasts and coach. They are founders of a wealth success community that actually started with social media, but then slowly it turned into something bigger. So to where now they have to build a separate community and a platform where people can share their stories. We'll dive in into that. Uh, they believe in three parts of C, which is coaching, consulting, and collaboration. And I'm so grateful for you to be here. Unfortunately, Bella couldn't join us today, but um, I know that you guys are with the same mindset, building your community and I'm pretty sure that you will speak on her behalf as well as just um, how she would trust you to do so. So thank you for joining us again. <laughs> <laughs> well, she will watch a recording and let us know. <laughs> yeah, so let's start from the beginning. Share with us the journey of your financial literacy and how you and Bella started this journey. Uh, so if we're going to try condensing it a little bit because it is a rather long story. Um, from the start, I would say it really happened when I moved out of my family's house, young age, around 16, 17 years old. Uh, nowadays, that's not really that common. Most, most of my friends are still living at, at their family's house, right? But it propelled me towards my career and uh, actually starting some businesses on my own, even before finding about the finance community, about uh, becoming financially woke, as some people say. And uh, it led me into getting into a lot of debt as well. Um, and I carry this debt into my relationship with Bella. And when we got married, that's when we were sitting down and going like, whoa, it's not just me, it's the both of us. 
And it's a lot of, uh, I like to talk about risk too. There's a lot of risk that you carry when you have all that debt. Mm, right? Absolutely. Because if happen to, yeah, if anything happens to me, then I leave, that's my legacy that I leave her is debt, right? Which I, which I don't want. So we got into uh, the whole Dave Ramsey community mm-hmm. um, and Dave Ramsey is a name that many people know of. And we began working his baby steps and that eventually propelled us into finding out about the fire community too. Uh, from a, a young couple in Toronto, and they had we heard they retired at 30 um, instead of buying a house actually because the real estate market there is hot. Uh, they they built a million dollar portfolio and just retired instead. And now they travel the world, and that that was so inspirational. And we had just got our condo at that time too, and then we we're looking at the money that's going out and and our spending habits, and we said no, we can do better than this. And um, our goal all the time that brought us together in a relationship was that we weren't going to work a job for the rest of our lives. Mm. Not that there's anything wrong with jobs, but because we we thought that there was better things to do with our time than eight hours in a day, right? So that pretty much led us to starting social media, uh, sharing our journey, and then as you mentioned, yeah, it growing into a community where we love to hear other people's stories and actually sharing those on our platform too. I love it. I love it. And I love what you share that actually the change, the decision to make the change actually came not only from you or Bella, it was actually the decision that you guys made together. Learning about fire movement together, learning about Dave Ramsey together. So you walk that journey together. So you guys align with the journey because I think that's one of the important thing too. It's on the financial journey. You do need to be aligned with your partner whoever that you are with right now and sharing that it's a huge part of relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's very inspiring what you guys do. So tell me what a little bit before you um, tell me about your history before you left um, the house, I guess, uh, when you were younger, were your parents are financially literate? Were they caring about money or teaching you anything about that? Well, coming from a, a typical Asian American, Asian Canadian household, um, not so much. It was the only the mantra in the house was just go to school, get a yes. good degree and then get straight A's. Right. And then we'll talk about everything. Like if you can do, if you can show me your degree, then you're set. I don't care about <laughs> anything else, you know? So, so that was sort of the, the way this, the, the whole story went. Money was, was a non-factor really. I mean, it was a factor in terms of the fights that my, my parents would get into. But mm. uh, for me, sitting down one-on-one, uh, talking about budgets, or all I just remember is is hearing the word no, right? Or going to a restaurant and then saying you can only drink water, right? So that, that was sort of, <laughs> yeah, there, that was pretty much my main memories. And yeah. I mean, I get an allowance and everything. And um, and I got my own part-time job, like, at, yeah, 14 years old. And um, other than that, it was, it was really after my own financial literacy that I would talk to, to my mother now and then she'd open to me up, open up to me about yeah where the mortgage is at where how they're doing and to my surprise they're actually doing a really great job in Toronto they're they have a over a million dollar home and they, it's almost paid off in mm. about two three years so and that's in about 15 years so it's been a they've been doing really well but it didn't seem that way as a kid you know so yeah gotcha yeah. that's that's amazing too so I really got inspired by you saying that you will start working, you know, on the side at 14 and then when left the house at 16 or 17 and just start your own journey. And you always had that curiosity of learning. So that's very inspiring. 
Um, what about Bella? Yeah, so for Bella, her, her story is uh, pretty similar in the sense that when we had actually met, she was actually still living at her family's house, but her parents also taught her pretty much nothing, right? It actually, we joke around saying that our parents taught us the opposite of what we should be doing, right? <laughs> uh, we wrote a guest blog post about relationships and money. Mm. And uh, a big thing that we said, our first tip was don't hide secret credit or don't have secret credit cards or secret bank accounts because mm. that's what we saw with our parents. They, they would hide money from each other and, and it wasn't a team, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, really when, when we came into our marriages, when uh, we both became financially literate and we applied the same relationship rules that we had with each other or principles and apply that to our finances too. I love so. that. And well, share, maybe you can share with the audience a little bit maybe first time or first um, memories of you and Bella actually decided to sit down and talk about money. I would assume it's oh, a yeah. little awkward. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, and I, I, I joke about it, too. It's, it's funny looking back, but I'm, I'm a nerd in our, in our relationship, and Bella's the, the more free spirit, right? Mm. Um, and I joke that in the beginning of our relationship, I hid everything. I hid that nerd because I would spend... $200, $300 a week just going on dates with her. And, and, and it was because, not the infatuation, but because I want to show her that, yeah, like I can provide it for us. But when it came to that change was when we were about to get married. Uh, we sat down and, and when she had moved out, uh, she was renting and we sat down and there was a whiteboard there. And I remember telling her, yeah, you know, I'm gonna need to cut it back a little bit on our spending every week and we're gonna start saving because we're cash flowing our wedding and paying cash for it. Um, and that was sort of an awkward situation because it just was never something we spoke about before. And, uh, and it was all that gave each other blank stares and deer in the headlights because we were talking about our finances. And, um, but yeah, that's really what, what it started at. And um, from there, it just grew. We, we became open with our, our purchases. We still, we still, like in our wedding, like I hit an expense from her and she hit an expense from me, <laughs> which was okay. I mean, for me, it was a, it was a horse and carriage for her. And Aww. then for her, it was a veil for me, right? So it was, it was something nice. It wasn't something negative. So adorable, right? yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that, that that was our starting point with our with our money relationship. So you guys didn't actually talk about money before that. You kind of grew into it together. Yeah, it was it was almost not that we grew. We sort of just hit each other with it oh. when when we spoke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, when we said. You know, in, in a, when you're planning for a wedding, right? It's like you, you can add it up, and then you can be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? So when we set our budget, and then we began talking about that. Um, yeah, that's that's where we really began talking about. Yeah, the reason why we we shouldn't do this, and their money here is because we value this, and this thing we don't really value as much. Right? Yeah, so, but so it is a a lot of conversation about values and what you really believe in, and. I'm a newly married too, and me and my husband, we, we sort of talk about money and it's more, I always have to deliver the report in a way, and then he would tell me yes or no, like agree or not. Okay. So we, we're still in the learning process of talking about it more openly and discussing it. So how do you actually discuss money or have those conversations to where you make decisions together? Yeah, I know that's that's a great question. Um, most times, another I keep on referencing this blog post because it's very fresh. Um, but another don't that we said is don't be a dictator, mm. right? Instead, 
be a team and and that's pretty much how most of the time is and that's how i used to be it's like hey this is what we're gonna spend no questions ifs ands or buts that's it you know so <laughs> and many people maybe relate to that right yeah many people don't i even know what's yeah. going on with finances at all and what their spouse is how they're tracking and they just know that the money comes in then it goes out um but the the, big, the biggest thing that we do is um we actually plan quarterly so we'll sit down and then we actually go through each paycheck that we receive each income that we get from our business and then we map that out. And then every month we sit down again before, and then we review those expenses and change anything that needs to change. Um, and yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. It's, I thought I'd speak more, but it's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes people think about finances and money and budgeting as something that's like so crazy and insane. But the, at the end of the day, it's actually just simple math that you actually yeah. just need to sit down and do it. It's not yeah. something crazy. And even in terms of investment too, it just, it's consistency and just do it, you know, monthly, quarterly. And that's about it. Like there's no like really magic behind it. Uh, for some reason, people really think that if I want to, you know, be financially f independent and retire early, like, oh my God, like I have to compromise everything in my life. Mm -hmm. But I don't think... Mm -hmm. Personally, that's true. Maybe you can share a little bit about your current um, fire journey and what you guys do. And yeah. Yeah, like in terms of compromise, you're saying or? Well, you are on the fire journey right now. Are there a lot of compromises that you have to do? And do you have to really literally like not leave so then you can retire early? Because that's the stigma that people have behind it, that you literally like so frugal that you eat like ramen every day. <laughs> so then you can retire early. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'd say, I'd say it's the exact opposite. Since starting our fire journey, we've actually become more intentional with the way we live, right? Um, which is, yeah, it's, we're not being uh, deprived of anything that we otherwise would have had outside of this journey. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, we mentioned value, value oriented spending, which to other people they call minimalism. For us, we don't really consider ourselves minimalist, but we just say, hey, if it doesn't bring value, if it doesn't bring us joy, then why would we spend money for it? Right. Is it just a frivolous passing thing because it's it's a new in, right? Or is mm -hmm. it actually something that, yeah, like if we spend this hundred, two hundred, you know, five hundred thousand dollars for this phone, which we do value, um, is that something that we can use long term? Right. And um, we, we've, yeah, we haven't cut back much on our spending. We have our fund budgets uh, or guilt free spending, as we call it, too. And um, no, we're, we're, we're living really well and we're enjoying ourselves. And uh, a big part that we're spending on, I mentioned, it, I think, before the podcast was our house, because uh, right now our savings rate is at about 86%. We just ran our wow. numbers uh, for this month. And I mean, it's great. It's a wow. But do we want to be living renting in this place uh, for that five-year duration right mm. we'd rather move to our house and and our savings rate will move back to 40 50 percent which is still really great mm -hmm. but then we'll we'll push out our journey our fi date by about eight years and we're okay with that because we'd rather live uh, and enjoy that time and enjoy the journey rather than sacrifice for five years miserably and then say Ooh, we made it finally and then you know, and, and come out uh, a new person or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no, I love that you share that because 
it is about the journey, not about destination. It is a great goal to have, um, to know how many years you're going to be retired. But at the same time, I do feel like people forget about the moment now that they need to spend time with their loved ones and not to continuously say no as how we taught as young age, in age and family, like, no, just save, no, just not, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't need this, you don't need that, you know? Um, and mm. especially for you guys, like just newly weds, um, for a few years, you want to enjoy that time together. You don't want to, yeah. you know, retire early and then have a memory is like, oh, well, remember that time when we had to share, you know, this one, <laughs> bowl of ramen like you want to share the good memories well we don't live in the time of war where we have to really do it so i love that you share yeah. that and there's a balance uh of what you do yeah so maybe uh we will come back to about money habits right so what is the one money habit that you change because of this year's pandemic and because of covid yeah well we there's quite a bit uh we wrote down three items um, but I'd say it it really had to do with our food and our mm. spending. You mentioned ramen, right? So um, we 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 actually used to go grocery shopping weekly, mm-hmm. and that's just because we like getting our food fresh. And I think most people go weekly anyway before. Um, but we actually moved to every three weeks just because that was when the restrictions were on, when oh, you yeah. have to wait in a long lineup to go inside a mall, and you know, and and then you have to wait in a long line just to buy your groceries. So we said, you know, we'll go every three weeks. And, um, and that was a great habit for us to change because uh, one thing that we really enjoy is buying more things in bulk because we'll actually use them. We're not buying like a huge tub of peanut butter that we don't use, but like we, we buy a whole bag of flour and that's really, it's crazy the things that Bella is able to make with just a bag mm-hmm. of flour, you know, from bread to pizza to spaghetti, to everything. Like it's really, the possibilities are endless with the flower bag. Wow. You know? <laughs> and, and yeah, that, that was just one habit that we changed. There's, there's quite a bit more, but that's the first one that comes to the forefront. Mm. So what is the one habit that you kept from previously that still helping you with a uh, fire journey during COVID time? What is the what? fundamental habit that you still keep? Even despite of COVID? Yes. COVID. Um, I'd say one habit that we've definitely kept, I don't know if it's really a habit, but is our intentional spending. Mm-hmm. I, I alluded to it earlier in terms of, yeah, during COVID, there was the opportunity for us to, like, I mean, we're, once again, our savings rate went up because of COVID, right? Fortunately. And um, our intentional spending is something that we still want to continue doing. And, and yeah, and focus on this journey rather than living in this rental space um, and proceed with our with goals. Cause yeah, we questioned that we're like, hey, should we just sell our house and then stay here? Or should we still move? We just got the, the call yesterday saying, yeah, look, it works looking great. And in two months we can move there. Um, but yeah, we, we really questioned that. Should we stay here or move there? And, and intentional, intentionally thinking about it, we're still gonna proceed. So, mm, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if that's a habit, but <laughs> well, that's yeah. I think that's more of like awareness of money and spending that you really keep it in perspective mm-hmm. and not um, letting it slide through your mind. Well, that's 
leads us perfectly to the next question, the money mindset. How do you keep the healthy relationship with money and the mindset with money? Because if you talk about money, money all the time, and people, some people believe that money is spiritual. If you keep talking about money or worried about money, you're not going to have money. So what is your way of balancing that out? Um, the way that I'm not sure if I can speak on balance, maybe just because I read too many books and then <laughs> I'm always researching and studying. Um, but the balance there is actually applying that knowledge mm. because many people read and uh, my mentor before told me that I'd get knowledge constipated because I just read all these books, but then what am I doing with that information? Mm. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's a great question because the way that, that we continue continuously learn and grow and move forward is yeah by reading reading books being active in the community um yeah catching up on blog posts learning from any other people in the fire community uh debt free community um and yeah that, that's that's pretty much what it is it's, it's an active uh learning uh, the whole mindset always is to learn mm, yeah no i love that well maybe um well that leads us next to next question too is one of the purpose i would say one of the um thing that people strive doing fire is to increase their income do more investment so what would be i would say one tip or way that you can share with our audience how they can increase their income during this time of pandemic uh the first one is people don't really like to hear it too much but it is of course to cut back on your spending Right. There's a great there's a great Canadian uh, book called The Wealthy Barber, and mm. in there one of his principles is called a dollar saved is two dollars earned. Mm. Right. Because we when we think about it tax wise, whenever we make money, we're getting taxed on it. Right. So when you save money, think of that as a pre-tax number too, and sometimes it ends up being twice as much as if you saved it. Mm. Um, a second one is reselling. Right. To increase your income, if you're not reselling in these days. Like there's so many platforms out there right. that just makes it so easy to find someone who's going to buy your, your junk or your, mm -hmm. you know, any, anything that you have in your house. Um, that's such a big thing like yeah. Oshmark or Facebook marketplace, Craigslist, Kijiji for other Canadians. Um, their the platforms are amazing. Like we, we have a steady income just from reselling, you know, wow, so it's not, that. it's not much, it's not much, but it's, it's that it's a, it's an income stream. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what what is the one advice that you can give to people or yourself that you want to apply to be prepared for the next economic downturn that is going to happen? Yeah, I was I was looking at this question and it's it's the answer is so cliche but it's so true. You have to have an emergency fund. Yes. like that's that's period. Like if you don't have an emergency fund, like I don't know what you're doing if you're preparing for a next downturn because it's going to happen, right? Right. It's an economic cycle. Um, and even for us, actually, along our, our journey, we just saved up our emergency fund right before COVID. Mm. So it was really, it was really uh, a great timing on our end. But for those who, who maybe it wasn't, then take it as a learning point, right? Start putting away that money. And uh, even if it's $1,000 starting, right? All the way to just one month's income to two months, just, just put it away and be consistent. Because yeah. that, that's going to come in handy big time. So what is your number or the calculation for emergency fund? I like to say five to six months. That's that's us. I've heard some people go to like yeah, like two or three years, which yeah. is 
which is kind of big for on our perspective. Um, but you know, five, six months is, is good because the whole point of that is that it should give you enough time to get back up on your feet and then make another income if ever you lose your job. I like to say if I'm if I don't have a job in five, six months, what am I doing? You know, so that's 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 our, our basis. Yeah. So just uh, I love what you share and all the things that you share, they are practical, they are applicable, there's nothing really magic behind it and it's available for everybody, you know. Um so what is next for you and Bella on your journey and um, what are you doing right now to help the community that you are in? Yeah, that's, I, I really like what you said in terms of it being simple, right? And, and the principles that are out there, it's easy, but it's not easy actually. It's simple, but it's not easy. You have to do the work, Yeah. right? And that's sort of what we're, we're working towards. Um, our whole vision at first was mentorship because mentorship is the reason why we got to where we are today. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us to go out and say, hey, let, let me be your mentor, isn't really like you see those YouTube ads and everything like, let me be your mentor and make money. No, no, right? <laughs> so what we're just doing is that we're saying, let's just connect you to a community where you can find someone else's journey that's similar to yours, right? When uh, we talk about search engine optimization, mm-hmm. uh, the people who are coming onto our platform, they're engineers, they're chemists, they're doctors, they're labor workers, they're everything. And from ethnicity too, from are they single? Are they do they have kids? Are they married? Right? That's what our vision is: is to connect people to someone who's like them, so that they can say, "Hey, if they've done it too, then mm. we can do it as well." Right? Let's follow along their journey, and then maybe we can even reach out to them on the platform and and yeah, and, and find out a thing or two, so that we can we can make a change to to what we've done mm. and uh, and reach that success. Too. So that that's really what's next. That's what the vision of wealth, wealth fits you is. Uh, we do educational stuff too, like questions and quizzes for adulting um, in terms of finances and um, sharing our personal journey. That's that's what we're, we're about at Wealth Fits You. Yeah, so I love that what you guys share and all little quizzes. Um, it's actually scared me a little bit when I opened it. It's like, what if I answer wrong? It's <laughs> 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 Um, it's fine you can you can delete the comment after that's what people do they answer them they <laughs> but you see it though what's <laughs> <laughs> well, a learn the main thing is learning that's right <laughs> and just to clarify you guys providing all this uh coaching and consulting and collaboration building the platform but both of you guys are still uh working full-time or just entrepreneurs full-time i work full-time bella's an entrepreneur full-time um, there's been a little bit of delay in terms of we're actually just getting a part-time job since mm. moving to Canada. Um, but you know, our whole goal is yeah to build our business as we still uh, have that income stream so that uh, yeah there's stability there. You know, make use of that earning years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it, and I love your story that you share and just the vision of what you guys have, and you guys just purely giving. And I really related to your story. Actually, personally myself, I'm struggling to get part-time job right now too since i decided Mm -hmm. to come back to work um in beginning of march and then in the middle of march it was um lockdown national lockdown in us so i've been reselling stuff i've been full-time entrepreneurs but then also trying as a homemaker was trying to do way more stuff at home what i can resell what i can just don't need in my house just give it to somebody who need it and get some money in exchange you know um 
And yeah. I really related to your story and what you and Bella are doing. And I'm just really, really grateful for what you guys are doing and just saying yes to coming to our TV series and share with people tools and just sharing the message of hope that it's possible. You just got to put the work in. But mm -hmm. you don't have to do it by yourself. There's community that can help you and lift you, lift you up and encourage you to do it as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much. And I'm definitely, you guys, if you have not follow uh, Wealth Fits You, what was the Instagram account again? Yeah, Wealth Fits You. Yeah, that's what wealth I. Wealth Fits You with a Z. So, Wealth <laughs> Fits You. <laughs> so, if for any of you guys that are out there, if you have not followed uh, Wealth Fits You account, go ahead and uh, follow them. They share their journey and then plug in in their community, learn what they have to suggest and find a couple or the single person that is on the fire journey that just like you. So then you can walk this journey by us, not only by yourself, but with someone with you. So thank you so much for being here. I'll giving, I'll be giving all the information to yours and Bella's uh, website and Instagram accounts. Also, I would like to feature that a blog post that you mentioned twice so then yeah. um, people can read that and just learn a couple more wisdom from you and just becoming more uh, closer to their fire journey awesome yeah thank you thanks so for having much. us thank you thank you